FCS Nation. It's time for your show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm coming to you from the flagship station of FCS Nation, Fox Sports, 1450 and 92.7 KGRZ and 1340 KYLT in Missoula, Montana. Join me like he does each week during the season as the co-host of this program, Mr. Chris Callum. And Chris is coming to you from his broadcast center in Cheney, Washington. Got a big show for you all today. We'll be interviewing Mr. Aaron Best, head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles, and also Mr. Randy Sanders, head coach of the East Tennessee State Buccaneers. Mr. Callum, awful lot of games to get to from last week in a short time to get there. Let's get to it. Up first, number nine, South Dakota State 27. Number one, North Dakota State 19 was a really good football game. South Dakota State did control it from the beginning, though. Yeah, it was a heavy dose of Pierre Strong. who rushed it 23 times for 169 yards. He also threw his third touchdown pass of the season, and that's what drove the Jacks' offense. The defense held the Bison under 150 yards rushing and never relinquished that early lead. Number two, Sam Houston, 59, Dixie State, 10. Chris, before we talk about the ball game, I'm really glad that Dixie State's going to get an opponent at home this weekend in Fort Lewis who they can do what a bunch of people have done to them so far, turn about being fair play and all. Yeah, it's been just an absolutely brutal schedule. That's why they're 0-9. And the Bearcats in this game went up 21 to nothing after one quarter, 45 to nothing at half, pretty much what we expected. Number 24, Incarnate Word, 55. Number 3, Southeastern Louisiana, 52. Southeastern Louisiana had 774 yards offense, scored 52 points, and was plus 2 in the turnover margin and lost. That's hard to do. Cameron Ward simply outdueled Cole Kelly. Kelly had more yards passing, but Ward throws for 6, 10, 7 touchdowns, and it was a back-and-forth game. Three touchdowns were scored in the final four minutes, including the game winner, which was a 24-yard pass from Ward to Robert Farrell with 25 seconds left. So it kind of reminds me of the old Big Sky Conference. Number four, James Madison, 51, Campbell, 14. The Dukes handled their business. Yeah, and they're playing really well. Chris Thornton caught a school record four touchdowns on his way to 180 yards receiving. JMU's ground game picked up an additional 190 yards. The JMU defense held Campbell to just 90 yards rushing, although that's actually higher than the Duke season average. And for Duke's fans, look, I think Thornton got shorted for CAA Player of the Week. Maybe some hard feelings between those two that showed in that. Number five, Montana State 23. Number eight, Eastern Washington 20. Chris, as an Eastern Washington fan, I I think if somebody would have told you you would have hold Montana State to 23 points, you would have felt like you had a really good chance to win. Yeah, both both of the last two games for Eastern were similar. Montana State's Isaiah Fonse rushed for 217 yards in a score, and more importantly, the Bobcat defense held Eric Berrier to just 214 yards passing. We knew that the Cats' front seven was really good going into this game. Their secondary played equally as well. Illinois State, 17. Number six, Northern Iowa, 10. Crispin, waiting all season to say it. Nobody circles the wagons like the fellow with the cowboy mustache. Yeah, indeed. The Redbirds took a 10 nothing lead into the fourth quarter thanks to a Clayton Isbell pick six of Theo Day in the first quarter. You and I was able to tie it up and then send it to overtime where Jackson Waring connected with Austin Nagel on a 27-yard pass for the Redbirds first, and then the Panthers failed to tie it up. This is Illinois' second win against a ranked opponent in three weeks. Number 19, Missouri State, 38. Number 7, Southern Illinois, 28. This was a really good ball game. Missouri State just made fewer mistakes. 
Well, they trailed 13 to 10 at half before scoring three unanswered touchdowns in the third and early fourth quarters to grab the lead. Over that same stretch, the Bears defense forced four straight punts and ended up holding Southern Illinois to just 36 yards rushing on the day. Number 10, East Tennessee State, 27. Number 14, VMI, 20. Typical SoCon game here. Tough, hard hitting. ETSU jumped out to a lead. VMI came rolling back, and the Bucks hung on. Yeah, and the Bucks did it by forcing three turnovers in the first quarter, and then Quay Holmes took the game over. He had 160 yards rushing. Jacob Sailors added another 85, and they truly dominated the Keydets on the ground. Number 11, UT Martin, 41. Tennessee State, 20. This was a close game for a long time. It was, and the Skyhawks used a stifling defense and powerful rushing attack to get the win. They held Tennessee State just six points for three quarters with Zach Wallace putting up 123 yards and Keon Howard chipping in another 75 yards on the ground in two scores. Villanova, 35, Elon, nothing. Suffice to say that uh, some words were said in the Villanova locker room. They were heard, and then their play showed it on the field. Yeah, I was surprised by the blowout here. Daniel Smith had two rushing and three passing touchdowns and the way the Wildcats, you know, surprisingly easy win, I guess. Davis Cheek, the CAA's leading passer, was held to just 13 of 28 through the air for 146 and an interception. He was also sacked two times. Number 13, UC Davis, 40, Northern Arizona, 24. Chris, at the halftime, this was a close game. You thought that the Lumberjacks had a chance. I think they felt it, but Davis came out in the second half and blitzed them. Yeah, similar to the Missouri State-Southern Illinois game, the Aggies blew it wide open by going 17 to nothing in the third quarter. Miles Hastings had a good day passing. He went 24-36 for 279 and two scores. It's been announced that Jacksonville State and Sam Houston are going to move to Conference U.S. Chris, I understood the James Madison move. It made a lot of sense. This one makes me scratch my head. What's your take on moving to a conference that is in a whole lot of trouble? Well, I think it shows that these programs have been itching for a while to move up. And so they're grasping at the first opportunity. I don't know if it's wise or not. I think you're going to see some teams jump really early, maybe regret those decisions, maybe not. And you're going to see a number of teams in FCS hold back and maybe stay back. You know, it kind of depends on how things shake out. Look, what James Madison... I get it. Like I said, that was a calculated move. They evaluated for years, and it upset a lot of the James Madison people that they did it so deliberately. I don't believe there was any deliberation in Jacksonville State and Sam Houston jumping to Conference USA. Conference USA, like I said, is a dying entity, it feels like. And I think that their thinking was, let's just get to FBS, and then when the next round of realignment comes, maybe we'll be in a position to move to a better situation. I don't know whether that's true or whether that's going to happen, but I think that was the thinking. Look at what McNeese did this week. McNeese was long rumored to believe in the Southland for the WAC conference, and it became public this week that McNeese had turned down that invitation to the WAC conference. So McNeese going to stay put, Sam Houston and Jacksonville State on the move. Coaching news from around the FCS. John Gross announced his resignation as the head coach of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks following the team's home finale win over Abilene Christian on Saturday. Gross is stepping down after eight seasons at Jacksonville State. He was quoted as saying, My time has come and gone here. It's been a great ride. John Gross out as head football coach for the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. 
The Western Illinois Leathernecks announced that they and head football coach Jared Elliott have mutually agreed to part ways at the conclusion of this football season. Elliott, who's been the football coach at Western Illinois since 2018, will lead the Leathernecks in their season finale at Northern Iowa on 20 November. Jared Elliott out at Western Illinois. We'll have our top 25 for this week following this message from the NCAA. In the NCAA Division I Football Championship Subdivision, the game is played with perseverance, integrity, passion, character, and sportsmanship as he works to honor the game and respect his teammates, opponents, officials, and fans. Every FCS player grows in his responsibilities as a student-athlete and as a member of his campus and community. The NCAA Division I Football Championship Subdivision Every down, every day. Here is our top 25 poll for the FCS for week 11. Number one, the Sam Houston Bearcats. Number two, the Montana State Bobcats. Number three, the James Madison Dukes. Number four, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. And number five, the North Dakota State Bison. Number six, the East Tennessee State Buccaneers. Number seven is UC Davis. Number eight is the Southeastern Louisiana Lions. Number nine, the Eastern Washington Eagles. And rounding out the top ten, the Villanova Wildcats. Number 11, the UT Martin Skyhawks. Number 12, Missouri State Bears. Number 13, Sacramento State Hornets. Number 14, the Southern Illinois Salukis. And number 15, the Kennesaw State Owls. Number 16, Incarnate Word. Number 17, the Montana Grizzlies. Number 18, the Virginia Military Institute Keydets. Number 19, the Northern Iowa Panthers. Number 20, the Mercer Bears. Number 21, Jackson State. Number 22, the Chattanooga Mox. Number 23, South Dakota. Number 24, Sacred Heart. And rounding out the top 25, the Portland State Vikings. Coming up next, I'll sit down with Mr. Aaron Best, head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles. Later on in the show, Mr. Randy Sanders, head coach for the East Tennessee State Buccaneers, will be here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. We're back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. We're now joined by Mr. Aaron Best, good friend of this program, head football coach for the Eastern Washington Eagles. Thanks for being here, Coach. Appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you. Coach, you've lost two in a row, and there's a lot of things going on around those two games. Are you glad to get out on the road this week and be able to put that us-against-the-world type mindset? Well, you know, we, we, we try to approach our mindset every week. You know, we know everybody's going to give us uh, their best shot. You know, and, and we, uh, we we had the luxury of, of uh, and the hard work and the preparation for seven wins in a row. You know, face two very formidable teams at home. Um, you know, obviously with, with Weaver starting out in uh, the top ten uh, in the country and occurring, uh, you know, a few defeats that they uh, didn't think they were going to have to the time we played them and then uh, played uh, played a, a one-point loss against them. And then, again, a top-five matchup, 4-5 versus Montana State. And back-to-back weeks, we were, you know, in a situation that uh, – we faced defensively a really good football team and just kind of really just couldn't find a rhythm for better parts of that uh, second and third quarter in both games, you know, and started off okay and turned the ball over a few times against Weber State. Uh, got the fall ball from Montana State a few times more than they had given up all year. Um, on the plus side of things, turnover margin-wise, we just couldn't capitalize those on those things from the special teams and offensive 
standpoint, turn those things into points. And so, um, yes, I mean, it, it, it will be a different setting. We've been a home for uh, the last month, three home games, one bye week. So uh, I think I think we're getting to get back at things uh, on the road, change things up, and uh, try to play our best ball this week that we can against Davis. You got your running back back last week. How's that going to help your offense going forward? He can really run the ball, Coach. Well, you know, it, it is. We, we, we have a number of backs that can do a number of things. And on our offense, uh, we ask those guys and challenge those guys to do a lot of things uh, within the, the, the system that we have put in place. So having Tameric uh, back in the fold, obviously it's not going to be a, you know, a 75 or 80 play piece after being out uh, for an extended period of time. But we'll work him back in the rotation. We've had guys that have played uh, really well up to this point in his absence. Uh, he is one of the, the senior leaders, uh, not only in his position on the offense, but uh, a captain of this team. So his leadership and his ability to make plays are, are both uh, something that we covet. And uh, now that we look forward to kind of progressing as uh, the next couple games unfold, and he's feeling good. He you know, played about 10 or 12 snaps this last game, and uh, we'll continue to, to see where that is. But uh, we've got other guys around him that are good too. So you want to make sure that uh, you're, you're – you're, you know, your rotation isn't uh, so different than it was, but, uh, you know, reps are earned, and, and Tamarix earned those reps over the course of his career here. When you play wide receiver at Eastern Washington, you're going to have a chance to make some sexy plays, Coach. But you're also going to have to block. I've been very impressed with that group. They seem to know when to come back when Barrier's scrambling to get the football and also when to put their head down and knock a guy to the ground blocking. Very impressive group. Well, it's 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 a credit to you know coach McCann and, and that group and and really uh embracing everything that we ask them to do you know we 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 get in a ton of formations ton of personnels uh we do a ton of things offensively and we've done that for a long long time here and so uh, again like we touched on the running backs having uh to do more than just running the ball uh in the offense the, the receivers are, are tasked with blocking uh tasked with uh catching the ball and obviously getting in a lot of different sets, and, and we challenge those guys a lot. There's there's a lot to be uh, there's a lot to be topped. There, there's a lot to be consumed uh, in terms of the X's and O's, and then and then at the end of the day, it's it's the want to factor. Those guys want to do more than just catch balls and you know have explosive plays. And uh, we're, they're a selfless bunch. You know they play for each other. They play for this team, and, and they know uh, that at any point in time they could be the recipient of a bubble or a uh, a reception because someone else did their job uh, as well as they could do. So it's fun to watch those guys, but uh, it's even more fun to be around them uh, throughout the week in preparation as as much as uh, they take the game plan and apply it throughout the week. They do a great job on Saturdays to, to implement what we ask them to do. FCS Nation, we're joined by Mr. Aaron Best, head coach for the Eastern Washington Eagles. Coach, I've been also very impressed with the way your defense has played. You've got after people on that side of the ball. They have, uh, and we've been pretty consistent over the course of time, you know, much like uh, you know, any team you're you're going to have lapses. You're not going to play your best all the time. Uh, we were very opportunistic this last week in terms of you know only giving up three touchdowns with the amount of yardage that uh, Montana State had. And, you know, that's a testament to those guys in the red zone. You know, and obviously missing a field goal and and creating a four fourth down. Uh, really a fourth down turnover for that matter inside the ten our own ten yard line. Uh, those are as good as good as turnovers themselves. And so uh, we're, we're led by a bunch of seniors, guys who played a ton of ball. Uh, Anthony Smith is back in the rotation at safety. So that's helped us out because he's 
uh, a high-impact player for us, uh, not just on that side of the ball, but our team. He plays with a great amount of energy, and uh, we're, we're, we're really playing some, some consistent uh, complementary football on that side. And so it's been fun to watch uh, from, from the start of the season uh, at UNLV to this last week uh, against Montana State. Hasn't gone all our way, uh, but those guys are, are grinding. They're finding ways to uh, complement each other, and uh, we we play fast. They they play fearless, and and they uh, they certainly let it all fly on Saturdays. Coach Bass got about a minute left. Tough opponent, UC Davis, this week. They're going to be physical, run the football. It's going to be a tough test for your team. It is, you know, and Coach Hawk does a great job uh, with uh, his offense, obviously moving parts around, getting in different formation, establishing the run. Uh, they'll have some trickery. Uh, they've had, you know, four or five touchdowns, double passes, reverses, double reverses, you know, you name it, flea flickers, uh, the, the whole nine. So you've got to be ready for everything. Uh, they get your eyes to wander, and we've got to do a good job locating who we have, uh, being gap sound in, uh, in in the run game, and then tackle when we get there. Again, the name of the game, it's always been that way. Uh, it's it's always about the fundamentals, and we got to do uh, as, as much as we can do, as well as we can do fundamentally sound. FCS Nation, that's been Mr. Aaron Best, head football coach for the Eastern Washington Eagles. Coach, always appreciate you making the time to come on the show it means a lot to us thank you thank you very much don't touch that dial there's much more to come on this week's episode of fcs nation on the palmetta radio network we'll be right back hi there this is flash from bikers against boys usa we are a not-for-profit group created by bikers but not limited to bikers we are committed to creating awareness and educating both kids and adults on the benefits of living in a society of respect for each other combined with self-empowerment bikers against bullies usa was started in missoula montana the very real fact is that kids are kids and they're dying by their own hands each week due to the insidious nature of the psychological and emotional trauma created by today's bullying attempts. Our personal philosophy is that one dead child is one too many. I personally ask you to stand up, support us, and by doing so, you're making a difference. We cannot change things without you, your support, and I thank you in advance. You can get a hold of us at BikersAgainstBulliesUSA.com or Facebook, Bikers Against Bullies USA. Wear braces on your teeth can be challenging. Flossing and brushing is frustrating at best. The patented platypus flosser and toothbrush for people that wear braces is the easiest and most effective oral hygiene device on the planet. Unlike traditional methods that are, well, just awful, your kids will actually use the platypus products because they are fast and easy to use. If your child wears braces, protect your investment in their teeth with the platypus flosser and toothbrush available at your nearest Albertsons and Safeway store in the oral care aisle. Platypusco.com. Tory Pines Pub in Las Vegas, Nevada. Whether you're looking for a cold drink on a hot day or a place to try out that hot hand when you're feeling lucky, Tory Pines Pub has what you're looking for. Tory Pines Pub caters to sports fans and hosts Montana Grizzlies games every football season. Not only are you going to find the Grizz on TV, but if you ask them, they'll put on whatever FCS game you want. So when you're in Las Vegas, make your way to the corner of Tory Pines and Lake Mead Boulevard to the Tory Pines Pub and tell them FCS Nation sent you. ToryPinesPub.com are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best you can get. And their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer. You don't have to get up early, stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book an estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window. 
and depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is the best ever. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now and you don't even have to make a payment until 2023. Wow. It's a very limited time offer. It starts on Black Friday, November 26th, runs through December 10th only. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbamontana.com, set up the free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. with us during the break you're listening to fcs nation on the palmetta radio network chris a lot of good games this week let's take a trip around fcs nation and preview some of the biggest ones taking place up first eastern kentucky is at number one sam houston i think maybe eastern kentucky will have a little something for the bearcats chris they're a pretty good football team play good defense and if they can hang around, make it a four-quarter game, could be interesting there in Huntsville. Yeah, that's kind of my take on it, too. The game's lost a little bit of its luster because EKU lost to Stephen F. Austin last week, but they are averaging 22 points per game against on defense. That could keep it interesting. I don't think their offense can keep up with the Bearcat offense. So Idaho is at number two, Montana State. Idaho ran the ball extremely effectively last week. That's Montana State's bread and butter, so you kind of got strength against strength there, and the Vandals looked they're just playing out the string, but they haven't quit. They've battled each week, and you got to admire that. I expect them to go to Bozeman and continue to battle. This will be a better game, I think, than most people think. Well, I to be honest, I was surprised that they beat Southern Utah. I thought they had cashed it in, and they proved that they haven't. They're still playing hard, but the T-Birds are not the same as the Cats, and they're especially not the same as the Cats on defense and in Bozeman. The only reason, I think, to keep an eye on this game is possibly if Montana State's looking ahead towards the brawl can't afford to do that and that's going to be a problem for both montana teams this week there's talk that espn game day may come to missoula well you know what if both teams don't handle their business they ain't a coming are they chris no it's very true number three james madison is at william and mary a couple of weeks ago this game was going to have a lot of luster on it right william and mary coming off an impressive win against villanova kind of laid an egg against a delaware team that's offensively challenged right now james madison man they had their blip against villanova so their common opponent here says that this should be a pretty good ball game right we'll see James Madison, they looked really good last week in all three phases. I don't believe there's a weakness on this team for William & Mary to exploit. Not really, and you're also looking at two of the best rushing defenses in the nation. William & Mary is ranked 14th. They give up just 103 yards. JMU is second, giving up an astonishing 61 yards per game and 1.9 yards per carry. And both teams run the ball well, but JMU is 26 in passing, and I think that's the difference maker here. Number four, South Dakota State is at number 23, South Dakota. It's tough to get up for a rivalry game two weeks in a row. South Dakota, they were riding high just a couple, three weeks ago. They were everybody's darling, if you remember me saying. Well, they've kind of come back down to earth a little bit. But can the Jackrabbits put together the kind of effort they had against North Dakota State last week, two weeks in a row? We'll see. Well, you know, South Dakota's kind of righted the ship a little bit. I mean, they're, they've won four or five now coming in. Both teams are giving up 17 points per game. So it's good defense. The difference is the 
offenses where the Yotes are averaging 30 points per game while the Jacks are at 41. So it's similar to William & Mary versus James Madison in that regard. The Jacks are averaging 75 more yards per game at 460. So it's not just scoring, but yardage as well. But it is a rivalry game and it is in Vermilion. This could be one to watch. Number five, North Dakota State is at Youngstown State. Chris, North Dakota State did a lot of things that they don't normally do last week, and all of them were bad. And they were still in that ball game. You know, had a chance to recover an onside kick. They would have needed a touchdown and then a two-point conversion to tie it. But as poorly as they played at times, to be in the game that late, well, I mean, look, you have to feel like that's a positive. And even after the loss, you look up, and if they went out, man, they're right where they want to be aren't they yeah they definitely are in line for a top four seed and, and probably a top two seed similar to illinois state youngstown also has two wins against ranked opponents in missouri state and our incarnate word so they have some talent but those are also their only two wins bison fans should be maybe a little nervous here They're, it's kind of sandwiched in between two tougher opponents and it's on the road number six east tennessee state is at western carolina a couple three weeks ago you wouldn't have thought this would be a big game but boy howdy is it west Western Carolina is one of the hottest teams in the country. And look, I said it before, and I think that they are a much improved football team from week one to now. They can put up points. The only question is, can they stop the Buccaneers? ETSU, I believe, will just do what they do, Chris. Run the ball, play defense. If it gets into a shootout territory, the Buccaneers could be in some trouble here. Yeah, but I believe the Buccaneers won in a shootout against Samford earlier in the year, so they can play games in that fashion. That's certainly what the Catamounts want. Over their three-game winning streak, they're averaging 43 points, but still, on the season, they're giving up 41.6 points per game, and that just isn't going to get the job done. They need to get a couple of turnovers, I think, and and dictate the tempo as much as they can. So in the pick segment, are you going to pick Western 43 to (laughs) 41.6? That's probably a good pick. (laughs) Number nine, Eastern Washington is at number seven, UC Davis. This one should be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, and it's the kind of matchup that's given Eastern Washington fits the last couple of weeks. Davis gives up just 17 points per game and 239 yards through the air. Surprising thing about that last stat is they have yet to face a highly effective passing game. Like I was kind of implying earlier in the show, you know, the big sky has changed a little bit. It's more of a defensive-minded conference, and you have a tough time finding elite passing attacks. So this really should be a good one. I think that Davis is going to try to establish a run and, and limit possessions, and Eastern wants to let it rip. Do you think going on the road is going to help Eastern? A lot of distractions. They haven't left Cheney in a month. And this, you get to go on the road and make it us against the whole world. I think it'll be a good thing. I agree completely with that. Northwestern State is at number eight, Southeastern Louisiana. The Demons wish they could play Houston Baptist all season because that's the only two wins they've had so far this year. And remember, the Southland is doubling up in most of their games. The defense is porous. That doesn't bode well against a very angry Sela in Hammond. Stony Brook is at number 10, Villanova. Stony Brook has quietly won three in a row and has made this a game that can be relevant nationally. Stony Brook will not be intimidated this is a team that's improved as well as the years gone along. This will not be a pushover for Villanova. Yeah, it seems like three quarters of the CAA and the Missouri Valley are four and five. So you have the Seawolves here. They're another team riding a three-game win streak with victories over Delaware, Richmond, and Maine. So those aren't bad wins at all. Defense has played better of late, giving up just 16 points per game over that stretch. The preview segment will roll on right after these messages from our sponsors. No gas, all-electric lawn care. Are you looking to go green this spring? Then all-electric lawn care is for you. 
no gas, all electric, mowing, power raking, and power washing, edging, bush and shrub trimming, chainsaw work, and much, much more. There's no website. Call the owner. Deal with him directly, just like we all used to do business. Call Rob at 630-404-0409. That's Rob at 630-404-0409. And be sure to call now for next season, as labor is in tight supply, as we all know. No gas, all electric lawn care, 630-404-0409. Serving the Missoula and Bitterroot Valleys of Montana. NCAA Division I FCS football is a game of perseverance, integrity, passion, character, and sportsmanship. As he works to honor the game, every FCS student-athlete grows in his responsibilities as a student and as a member of his campus and community. Dedicated to personal growth and success in the classroom, the NCAA Division I FCS, every down, every day. In the Division I Football Championship subdivision, the name of the game is outsmart, outhustle, outscore. But in the FCS, it's not always about the outcome. It's also about how you play the game. It's played with passion and pride and sportsmanship. It's played with honor and integrity. And it's played in towns across America where football is a way of life. The Division I Football Championship subdivision. It's more than a game. Number 19, Northern Iowa is at number 12, Missouri State. Chris, if we know anything about Northern Iowa, it's that they can beat anybody in the country, but they've been inconsistent. Which one of those Panther squad shows up this week is the big question. Yeah, I, you got to feel for Northern Iowa fans because this thing has been going on for a very long time, this tendency to right as soon as you get ahead, you start giving back ground. All of Missouri State's losses were one-score games, including the one against the Bison and Oklahoma State. UNI has been similar, only losing to the Bison by more than a score. You have two good defenses here. I'd say UNI has the better defense. You have two good offenses. Uh, this is truly a toss-up game, Missouri states at home though and you got to favor them because of that number 25 portland state is at number 13 sacramento state chris big game could be set up if davis and sacramento state can win this week the brawl of the wild won't be the only big game in the big sky if both of those two can win going to be a tough test for portland state to go on the road but bruce barnum's done a really good job this year i think well don't count portland state out i mean they've kicked and scratched their way back into playoff contention you know, it's it's going to be a tough battle, but if they knock off Sac State here and then Eastern Washington, they might have a chance to get in that large bid. Their stats are skewed a little bit because they've played two FBS games that also might hurt them in the at-large conversation. But their biggest challenge is on defense where they gave up 26 points per game. Enter the Hornets who are averaging 456 yards and 30 points per game. They do it mostly on the ground. Sac is vying for a conference title and even a possible seed. So like you mentioned, there's a ton at play here. It'll be an interesting one to watch. Number 14, Southern Illinois is at Indiana State. I believe this will be an opportunity for the Salukis to exercise a few demons, but you never know. Well, they're certainly licking their wounds after last week, but they can't rest in the Sycamores who have been more competitive this season, including a win against Eastern Kentucky. Number 15, Kennesaw State is at North Alabama. Chris, Kennesaw State, I know that some of the other polls have them in the top five, which I can't understand. They're a good football team, but that's not a top five football team. Sorry. North Alabama has played well at times, put up 33 points last week. If they can have that kind of effort against Kennesaw, maybe they have a shot here. 
in Florence. Well, North Alabama only has two wins on the season, but they've been averaging 40 points per game over their last six. On the other side of the ball, you've got Xavier Shepard. And I think we can safely say now he's a legit passing threat to go along with his awesome running skills. I agree with you on Kennesaw State. I don't think they're a top 10 team yet even, but they are nobody to be trifled with because they run the ball well. They have a passing attack now and they play good D. Number 16, Incarnate Word, is at Nichols. If you're circling a game that will be an opportunity for for a ranked team to possibly get beat, I think it's this one. Nichols, unlike most teams in the Southland, they can run it and throw it. And I think the key for the Colonels is stick to the running game, shorten the game, keep Cameron Ward and that offense off the field, and I think you've got a shot here. Well, and they're kind of in a similar situation to Portland State. If they win their last two games, they've got a shot at making the playoffs. Scott Lindsay is averaging 101 yards on the ground and 7.2 yards per carry. You know, And this is at a time where it's tough to find you know 1,000-yard rushers or, or people that are averaging over 100 yards. By the way, he also throws the ball, so yes, you're correct. They can beat you both ways. Very interesting. Ball game here. Number 17, Montana is at Northern Arizona. Chris, we mentioned it in the Bobcat game. You want game day to come? Got to handle your business. And Northern Arizona, that dome has been a notoriously hard place to play for the Grizzlies. I can remember them going there and having four interceptions and getting beat by five touchdowns. And that's just been since I've been in Montana, which ain't been all that long. So you go into a place where you haven't traditionally played well, with a lot on the line, not only playoff-wise, but also bringing a huge spotlight onto your program and to your state, there's a lot of pressure on that Montana Grizzly football team this week. In Northern Arizona's issue has been consistency. What didn't help them last week against Davis is that their starting quarterback and the backup went down. They were down to a third string quarterback in the second half or else that may have been a different outcome. We can go back to the Arizona win to prove that they have a lot of talent on both sides of the football, especially on defense. And yes, this is a very tough place for the Grizzlies Grizzlies historically to play, uh, and they can't look past the Lumberjacks in any way, shape, or form. You know, that place is aptly named the Walk-Up Sky Dome, because boy, howdy, do you walk up to get there, don't you? Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, I've never been a like a radical environmentalist or anything, but when I went up there, man, I was looking for a tree to hug, I might tell you. <laughs> the preview segment is brought to you in part by... Big Deck Barbecue Company. Proudly blended and bottled in Fargo, North Dakota, Big Deck Barbecue Company is committed to delivering high-quality, unique sauces made with the best products available. If you're looking for something delicious to spice up your weeknight meal with your family, get to BigDeckBBQ.com. If you're a serious tailgater looking to take your tailgate to the next level, get to BigDeckBBQ.com. They've spent countless hours making this the best product it can be, and take it from me, folks, They've got it right. Support those that support the FCS and FCS Nation, Big Deck Barbecue Company, BigDeckBBQ.com. And Big Deck Barbecue Company would like to remind you that life's better on a big deck. BigDeckBBQ.com. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, I'll sit down with the head football coach for the East Tennessee State Buccaneers, Mr. Randy Sanders. And following that will be the pick segment. I know you'll want to hang out for that. All of that and much, much more is coming up. Next, right here on FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. 
Are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best you can get. And their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer. You don't have to get up early, stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book an estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window. And depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is the best ever. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now and you don't even have to make a payment until 2023. Wow. It's a very limited time offer. It starts on Black Friday, November 26th. Runs through December 10th only. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbarapidcity.com, set up the free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. Blaine McElmurray specializes in bringing your dream home to reality. Blaine and his team have been building beautiful, custom, single-family and multi-family homes since his return from the NFL in 2003. And Blaine hires only the best subcontractors to work on your home. Blaine has competed in the Parade of Homes only two times, but in those two times, he's won six of the eight awards. Give him a call. If you can dream it, he can build it. To see some of his work or for contact information, go to McElmurrayHomes.net. That's M-C-E-L-M-U-R-R-Y Homes.net. Let McElmurray Homes exceed your expectations. I'm DJ Coulter from Fargo, North Dakota. Welcome to American Family Insurance. I understand that choosing the proper insurance protection can be overwhelming. That's why it's so important to find someone you can rely on for trusted advice. As your American Family Insurance agent, I'll work hard to earn your trust, and I look forward to helping you find the right insurance solutions for years to come. Area code 701-235-6641. Or better than that, drop by and see DJ at American Family Insurance at 4215 31st Avenue South, Suite B in Fargo, North Dakota. DJCoulter.com. If you're ever in Traverse City, Michigan, stop into Brick Wheels, one of the best bicycle stores in America. You can enjoy that beautiful part of these United States on a bicycle. Road bikes, mountain bikes, fat bikes, even electric assist. And if you go into Brick Wheels and you say, go Grizz, go Bison, go Cadets, or whatever your FCS team name is, you'll get 20% off your purchase. So if you're in Traverse City, Michigan, go into Brick Wheels, talk some FCS football, get 20% off. That's Brick Wheels, Brick wheels.com are you played by foreclosure well here at jim lad and matey we can stop your foreclosure now we're a mortgage rescue company and for the small fee of everything you hold dear we will negotiate with your lender on your behalf call jim lad and matey at 1-800-YAR-YAR that's 1-800-YAR-YAR-YAR if you're facing foreclosure talk to the right people speak with hud approved housing counselors free of charge at 888-995-HOPE Brought to you by NeighborWorks America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. We're now joined by Mr. Randy Sanders, head coach for the East Tennessee State Buccaneers. Coach, really appreciate you being here. Your football team seems to be rounding into form. Well, Kevin, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on with you, and uh, I think our football team's playing pretty well right now. Two games left, we're off to a great start, but we got to we got to finish the season out uh, the right way, and that's that's what we're trying to focus on right now is trying to finish this thing the right way. Western Carolina is a very scary team right now. That's who you have this Saturday. I know you know that, but maybe some of the listeners don't know that. They might be the most improved team in all of FCS from the opening whistle of the season to right now. 
Well, I, I think you're you're probably exactly right. I, I know I saw them on tape. I think it may be their third game. I have to look at the schedule and know exactly. But I saw them against Sanford, and uh, Sanford ended up beating them. Uh, it was a game that got delayed by rain, things like that. And it was uh, a week or so before we played Sanford. But I got a chance to see their offense at that point and told our defensive coaches that uh, Western was going to be uh, – a challenge. You could see the talent at receiver. You could see the talent at quarterback. You could see the team. You knew they knew what they were. The coaches were doing, and they were just getting their plan instituted. And obviously, they got off to a rough start. But you know, having beaten uh, you know Citadel, Wofford, and Furman the last three weeks, that's that's pretty good uh, task in this league. And, and they've been able to get that done. So they're playing with confidence. They're they're playing with a lot of energy, playing with a lot of enthusiasm, and we we better bring the same thing when we get over there to uh, Cullowee on Saturday. How good was Donovan Manuel for you last week, Coach? He had an outstanding game. Well, Donovan was Donovan. You know, that's the great thing about him, and that's the great thing about uh, a number of our players is they've been phenomenally consistent. I, I tell them, old thing that coaches say all the time, the two greatest abilities that a player has is accountability and dependability. And I've got a number of guys that's been around here for a few years that have really bought into that concept. They understand that you have to be the same guy every week. You don't try to get up for big games and then just show up for the other ones. You you better bring it each week if you want to have a chance to do something special as a football team and as a football player. And uh, Donovan's really bought into that. He pursues the ball hard. He knows his job. He understands his assignments. He's he's a great teammate and uh, comes ready to play each week. And that's what you got to have. If, if you're going to try to win championships, if you're going to try to do something special, you got you got to have a number of guys that uh, – bring it each week and won't, won't allow their teammates not to. Probably got the best two-headed monster at running back in all the FCS. I know some people might disagree, but Quay Holmes and Jacob Sailors have been outstanding for you, Coach. They complement each other very well. I know you want to throw the ball with your pedigree and who you've coached in the past, but it's got to be nice as a head coach to be able to hand the ball off, know they're going to take care of the ball and gain positive yardage. Uh, you're exactly right. and I, I love throwing the ball. I like going to practice and throwing it for two hours and then, you know, going to take a shower and go home. That's as a quarterback and as a quarterback coach and everything else, that's fun. But it's also a whole lot of fun when you can run the football and make yards that way. And that's obviously makes playing quarterback much easier. It makes, um, settles the game down. It settles the coverage package down. What those two guys have been able to do for us, not just this year, but, so going back in the spring, going back in uh, 2018 when, when we won championship that first year, what they've done for us and, and uh, what they have accomplished as a pair is, has been amazing. They're very, very unselfish. They complement each other very well. Usually when one of them uh, is in the game and scores, the other one is the first one out there to give them a hug and congratulate them. So the, the unselfishness that they play with, the complementary styles that they have, so they're a little bit different, but they, we don't have to change at all when, when one of them's in the game or the other one's in the game. He's phenomenal making yards, breaking tackles. Seems like he never really gets hit hard. And uh, Jacob just is very dynamic, but they're both good pass blockers. They're both good pass receivers. They both uh, do a good job running between the tackles, and they do a good job running outside. So they've got complementary styles, but they're not different to where we have to change the way we play, or I don't have to change my thought process and calling plays when one of them's in 
as opposed to the other. Tyler Keltner's been a weapon for you, Coach. He's accurate. If you send him out there, you can be pretty confident he's going to put the pigskin through the pipes. Uh, he, he's done a phenomenal job, and it seems like every year he's had something different, whether it was a, a new snapper, a new holder. Tyler's a good kicker. Situation doesn't seem to get too big for him. He doesn't get uh, rattled if it's, you know, like Sanford, you got to go out there and tie the game, or whether it's a kick to win the game or whatever. He, he just goes out there and kicks it between the two poles, and I tell him all the time, how hard can it be? you got nine guys blocking, one guy holding the ball, and the poles don't move. So just kick it between the two yellow poles, and he does a good job with that. And so he's missed a couple. He missed a couple, um, I think, one 52, 53, something like that. Seems like he missed another one from over 40. But you know, for the most part, when he goes on the field, you can count on count on three points. The Southern Conference is very physical, Coach. And I know that when you made the playoffs in 18, you're not afraid as a Southern Conference team that you're going to play someone who's going to be more physical than you, are you? Well, you know, it's a unique league in that you have Citadel that's kind of a three-back offense. You have us, and we, we, you know, we're pretty balanced, but we're a pretty physical running team, I think. You have Wofford, who has traditionally been a very physical running football team. Chattanooga, that's that's how they hang their hat. You know, they're going to they're gonna run the football, pound the football, throw some play actions, and try to play good defense. And you, you have teams like that, but then you also have a, a Samford that you know is going to throw it all over the field. Or BMI that, you know, you, you know when you play them, they're probably going to get about 50 pass attempts in a game. So you go from one week playing a team that may throw it four times or five times to the next week playing a team that may throw it 60 or I think Samford threw it like 72 times against us this year. So it, it goes from one extreme to the other, but... As a whole, yes, it, it is a very physical league. It, it's not a finesse league. It's not one of those we're going to run all these jet sweep motions and everything else and all this eye candy and try to fool you. Uh, this league right here, they, they're going to try to get you and see who's the toughest and see who has the most ibuprofen on the sideline. FCS Nation, that's been Mr. Randy Sanders, head coach for the East Tennessee State Buccaneers. Coach, best of luck against Western on Saturday and the rest of the way. Really appreciate you being here. Great. I, Kevin, I appreciate you and uh, appreciate you having me on and uh, appreciate what you do for our division and for our sport. So thank you. The interview with the coach segment is brought to you by Harold Group Security Solutions. The Harold Group is a comprehensive security solutions company headquartered in Northeast Tennessee and was established to provide dynamic security solutions to the modern security risks that people and facilities face. The security of you and your company's assets are Harold Group's number one priority. They provide a number of solutions to effectively minimize threats and keep your assets safe and secure. You can look Harold Group up on the web at heraldgroup.com. That's H-A-R-R-E-L-L-G-R-P.com. We'll be right back. The pick segment's coming up next. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. It's now time for the pick segment where Mr. Chris Callum will humble me, probably, maybe, yet again. Up first, Eastern Kentucky is at number one, Sam Houston. I don't see the Bearcats losing in the regular season. Give me Sam Houston State to win this one 45 to 20. 
The Colonels play a lot of close football games, and they have experience winning them in the fourth quarter. Sam Houston hasn't really been pushed since the Battle of the Piney Woods. Eastern Kentucky needs to just hang around, try to win it in the end. I think the Colonels will do that, but Sam Houston will win it 38-24. Idaho is at number two, Montana State. Idaho surprised me a little bit with a win last week. It's a much tougher ask traveling to Bozeman against a very, very solid Montana State team. Give me the Cats to win this one 34-7. Vandals really ran the ball well last week, and the Bobcats won a squeaker over Eastern Washington. Montana State has something to look forward to. Idaho, not really, but I don't believe the distractions will be a problem for the Bobcats. Take Montana State in Bozeman over Idaho 35-21. to Number three, James Madison is at William & Mary. Now, William and Mary has that offense where they spread you out and then still run it a zillion times. I want to take them in the upset, but I just can't. There's too much talent on both sides of the ball for JMU. Give me the Dukes to win this football game 28-17. Who is William and Mary? We tried to answer that question earlier. The team who got after Villanova, and let's not forget that Villanova did beat JMU, or the team that got dominated by Delaware last week. I don't know. I think it's 6-1. to one. Pick them. The Tribe are a good team, but James Madison could be a great one. Take JMU on the road. 31-17. Number four, South Dakota State is at number 23, South Dakota. Missouri Valley Conference wins are tough, and they're even tougher on the road. They're even tougher in rivalry games. South Dakota has a talent to pull off a win here if Carson Camp gets rolling to support that really good rushing attack. I kind of like the Yotes, so I'll go with the upset. 2017 South Dakota. Back-to-back rivalry games are tough to get up for, but Jackrabbits, that's their test this week. And South Dakota State seems to be getting a little healthier. The Yotes have them in their building, and it'll be loud and raucous. Just think South Dakota State's a better team. They'll run the ball and win a close one, 27-20. Number five, North Dakota State is at Youngstown State. Bison get back to their dominating ways. It's cold now in the Midwest, and it's running the football time. Give me the Bison to win this game fairly easily, 27-6. to six. North Dakota State has some things to clean up. Been a long time since we've had to say that. And Youngstown isn't very good, but the Penguins do play hard, so give them that. I expect the Bison to get back to doing what they do, and they'll win 34-13. Number six, East Tennessee State travels to Cullowee in North Carolina to take on the Western Carolina Catamounts. If the Mounts had a slightly better defense, then I might go with the upset, but they don't. East Tennessee State has a lot on the line with every game remaining. Give me the Buccaneers to win this one, 35-28. Catamounts are hotter than fish grease right now, and on offense they want to go fast and then go faster. The Bucks' running game will shorten the game, and their defense will take care of the rest. Take ETSU on the road and a closer game than you might think, 35-28. Number nine, Eastern Washington is at number seven, UC Davis. Well, it's interesting the way the season winds down here. You've got basically the Pacific Northwest versus California the last two weeks. Here's the first game, Eastern at Davis. Eastern, I think, has a bounce back. I think the offense gets rolling again, 45-30. to 30. This one will be a whole lot of fun. It's also extremely difficult to pick. The Eagles' defense has been really good in the red zone lately, and that's key. Make Davis kick field goals because they're going to move the football. Eric Barrier and company will get back a little bit of that swagger this week. Take Eastern Washington to win 38 to 30 on the road over UC Davis. Northwestern State is at number eight, southeastern Louisiana. Just a bad scenario for the Demons here. Southeast Louisiana is going to take out their frustrations and they're going to win 50 to 12. Wouldn't want to be Northwestern State this week. Cole Kelly and the Lions, they get back on track and they whip Northwestern State 42 10. Stony Brook is at number 10, Villanova. 
Give me the Wildcats. I think they're similar to JMU in that they're good on both sides of the ball. They have a lot of experience at Stony Brook's playing better on defense of late, but it's not going to be enough. So Villanova Wildcats win this game 35-18. to 18. Villanova's had a regular season hiccup, and they've learned from it. Take the Wildcats at home, 27-12. Number 19, Northern Iowa is at number 12, Missouri State. Well, just when you think Northern Iowa is down for the count, they rise back up. That's been their history. I think they win this game, surprisingly, on the road, 19-17. to 17. Not me, sir, but I do get your reasoning. Northern Iowa, I think, is like the mafia. Just when you think they're out, they pull you back in. The Panthers did not look good last week. Missouri State did. But we all know that Northern Iowa is probably as good as anyone at FCS on any given Saturday. They've just been inconsistent. Will they put it together this week? Don't think so. Take Missouri State at home, 27-24. Number 25, Portland State is at number 13, Sacramento State. One of the things Portland State's resume is lacking is a quality win. Their best one so far has been against Weber State, but I don't think they get it here. The Hornets just have too much going, both passing and running the football. The defense is good enough to get the job done. Give me the Hornets to win this game, 31-20. to I said it earlier, but I think it's worth repeating. Regardless of what happens here in the rest of the year, Bruce Barnum's done a fabulous job with Portland State this season. Sac State is perhaps underrated, and I think they have something to prove. They will. Stingers up, 35-21. Number 16, Incarnate Word at Nichols. Just to shake up the mix a little bit, I'm not 100% sold on Incarnate Word and especially their defense, and I think Nichols gets a win here, 34-24. to I totally agree with that. This is my upset special of the week. Nichols can run the football, but they're not one-dimensional. They can also throw it. The key in this one is to stick with that running game. If Nichols can take that first punch from Incarnate Word and not get away from running the ball, they will win. I believe they can, and they will. Upset special of the week. Take the Nichols Colonels at home over number 16, Incarnate Word, 38-35. to 35. Number 17, Montana is at Northern Arizona. I think the Grizz go down and get the job done setting up a terrific brawl of the wild the following week. So give me the Grizz to win this game 29-20. to 20. The Grizz offense got back on track last week, and that defense has always been there. We mentioned last week that the walk-up Sky Dome is a tough place to play. We mentioned it again this week, and it has been for Montana historically. But that was then, and this is now. Take the Grizz on the road 31-10. to 10. Number 22, Chattanooga, is at number 20, Mercer. Mercer's another team that's truly lacking quality wins. They're too one-dimensional, I think, to beat Chattanooga. Chattanooga's playing good football right now. Give me the Chattanooga Mocs to win this game, 28-27. It's simple for the Chattanooga Mocs. One out and win the Southern Conference. These teams are remarkably similar. Run the ball, play action pass, play good defense. I just think the Mocs are better at it. Take Chattanooga on the road in Macon, Georgia, over Mercer, 27-24. to We're out of time. Remember that life's a lot like football. You play by the rules and the penalties won't kill you. Until next week, so long, everybody.